0: Hi and welcome to this edition of Relationship with Plants. I'm April Ramey of Antler Alchemy.
1: Hello, my name is D. Rue, representing Blackwood Plants.
0: And we're Relationship with Plants. And we're really excited today, it's the, yesterday was the new moon in Aquarius and today is the lunar, Chinese lunar new year starting with that metal rat year. It's all about um, going forward, new beginnings. And we're just really excited because we, we seem to look like we always record on very cosmic days. And uh, yeah, so we just want to catch up and talk about what is lighting up our world right now when it comes to the herbal, herbal realm. And my main question, Dariel, especially since you're in Michigan, um is how is winter and what are you doing to maintain uh, a sense of joy and beating the winter blues and what herbs are you using right now to do that
1: great question to start today's podcast winter to me has uh, been an interesting uh, awakening before returning to Michigan, I thought of winter uh, based on my locale. In D.C., winter is not just a season, but we use winter to describe our program schedule when working with young people especially. So it took me a minute transitioning out of fall into winter in the Midwest to really embrace the temperature changing, the inclement weather, the days uh, getting darker early, the sun sometimes peaking early in the morning, it threw off my rhythm and I had to focus on alignment. And one way I've been able to focus on alignment is working directly with herbs. Calendula especially has been my go-to herb to ward off sickness and to keep a calm stomach. If Calendula doesn't speak to me during the day. I reach for passionflower to ensure that I can remain calm as I uh, sometimes manage frustrations with the weather. (laughs) And sometimes those frustrations are less about the day's temperature or the sun position, but sometimes it's not being outfitted for the uh, season, not having proper uh, footwear or warm garments, and uh, instead of being disempowered and discouraged i've been working with herbs that can support my bodily constitution and keep my uh, body um, away from uh, sickness or disease or discomfort uh, so passion flower, calendula nettle Continue to be my go-to during the season.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Calendula is such a powerful herb. It's really great. It's warming in the first degree and it's really good for damp and dry conditions. So really good for that winter. Um, You know, it looks like sunshine. It's in the Asteraceae family. So it has that kind of like sunshine in a, in the plant and kind of keeps the joy going up. Um, It's great for externally using it for wounds um, and cleansing the lymphatic glands inside and the ducts. Um, And it's one of my favorite go-to herbs for my base remedy for uh, winter time or cold or flu remedy for a cold or flu herbal tea blend. So I think that's wonderful. It's one of my favorites. And then passion flower. I just love this plant so much because if you look at the flower, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. It has all those tendrils going out in all the different directions, fully open. And it reminds me of like an entity or a being, being able to be receiving all the information that's going on in the world. And then if you ever cut a passion flower stem, it's hollow inside. And for me, I've always attributed this plant to being able to take in all this information and then move it through its stem, a hollow stem, and just put it directly into the earth and just let mother earth take this, take all of the extra stuff that it doesn't need, you know, and it's a plant that's really good for the nervous system. It's a nervine. It's helped calming and relaxing, helps deal with a lot of stress. Uh, It helps with insomnia if you're not able to sleep because your mind is racing. So those are two amazing, beautiful herbs. And I just love the colors of them too. So I think that that... Yeah, and
1: I think it's important for me to bring up uh, that I love rose water, Mm -hmm. not just um, to uh, ingest or digest, but topically it has done wonders to... Uh, refreshing me in the morning. It motivates me to start my day uh, with balance uh, and thinking about what does harmony mean and is it achievable based how I am scheduling my day-to-day. So if you haven't explored rose water or worked with rose petal, the dry herbs, I recommend you all uh, getting the herb in bulk and including it in your uh, daily walk.
0: Yes. I mean, you follow me on Instagram, and if anyone's been following me on Instagram for like half a minute, you know my love affair with the plant rose. (laughs) So it is one of the best herbs ever for cooling down, for topical application, for drinking internally, for bringing softness. Rose is really, it's interesting that you speak about Rose because Rose is also associated with the Magdalene, uh, with Magdalene and Mary and the sacred sex uh, sensuality Mm. and those whole concepts. And lately I've been really exploring that realm, um, especially with the sacred serpent sex priestesses And coming into this whole understanding of how these plants that have always spoken to me are really in tune with past life regression sessions I've had and just different um, energies that I'm really embarking upon and rediscovering within myself at this moment. So rose is a wonderful plant for unlocking softness and this also at the same time being soft but being strong and I think that it's wonderful that you start your day with rose water spraying it on your face and having the essence of this to be able to inspire your day and help you make choices like what's worth doing and what's not you know like it's a really beautiful beautiful way to discover the plant.
1: I would love to learn more about what's helping you uh, navigate throughout your day this winter. Can you talk more about the herbs you're working with?
0: Yes, so for me, um, I've been in Florida and despite what people think, there is a winter here, uh, which I'm discovering, I didn't realize. Uh, After spending a significant amount of time in Mexico where it's winter there still, uh, but it's warmer, In Florida I'm feeling this like different form of a tropical winter and the winter here is really real because there's a lot less Sun so I think that's really what denotes the winter time right is the amount of Sun you have and you can really feel the difference Um, so for me, my go-to has been my herbal blend that I use for my womb, uh, which is rose, lemon balm, shatavri root, and, um, and linden. Those are my go-to herbs right now. So a lot of herbs for the heart, um a lot of herbs for not a lot but herbs for the heart herbs for my mood lemon balm is one of those plants that i really love it it reminds me of the inner child it's another one of those plants that bring cheer because if you think of lemon balm like if you crush it in your hand and smell it it has this lemony uplifting scent that really brings the essence of of joy uh, to your body, so if you 've ever feel a little down and you don 't have lemon balm, you could just get a lemon and cut it and smell the lemon zest and be refreshed by that um, citrusy awakening and so that 's kind of what lemon balm feels for me um, and then of course, I have the rose in there for that softness and the floral and the cooling, and then chitabri root, which I talked about the first time i mean i 'm still just totally in love with this herb I just keep discovering more and more and I think it's really important for me to be able to do a um, plant immersion with that with that plant soon because I love it so much I feel like I need to just spend weeks with just that plant for a little while and yeah, so those that's really the, the herbal blend that's really been fueling me. I just started the herbs as teachers course. And one of the things is when I do these courses with my students, we work with one plant at a time. And when they're going through their process, I'm doing the same process with them. So at this moment, I've been rediscovering and working a lot with nettles, which I love.
1: I'm glad to hear that we really rely on herbs to focus our wellness and to sustain the success we've had thus far. I was reminded while you were talking that though uh, this is not an herb, it is a plant and it is medicine every morning, and I have already brought this up to our listeners and I'm sure they've read this in one of the posts uh, online already, but a clove of garlic has helped me avoid cold flu symptoms all winter. And this is key for individuals who struggle with seasonal allergies and who sometimes have difficulty keeping their immune system high uh, during the cold winter months i uh, working with uh, nettles and lemon balm linden the the plants and herbs that you mentioned earlier not only has helped me uh, not to deal with respiratory issues i really do feel that my energy wanes less throughout the day because i am trying my best to uh, match the medicines the herbal remedies with my disposition day to day. And uh, when I'm out in nature, I am really impressed with echinacea, the way Mm -hmm. the shoots stand firm. And in Michigan, the grounds are covered with snow currently. Echinacea will shoot from the soil, uh, sometimes more than a foot tall. And even though it is dry, I can tell that its root system is still robust and it reminds me to stand tall throughout the day and not be cowardice. So I would like to thank Echinacea for really being a sign of hope as well as resiliency during the winter months. Same for sage and rosemary, they are growing uh, at a slower rate during the winter months and don't peak the topsoil by much. But you can see from the foliage that it has a robust root system. So uh, before this episode is over, if you have any suggestions to how we can make sure people feel rooted over the winter months, maybe we can recommend some herbs or some uh, medicines or some plants that can help people feel Um, capable to endure. Uh, Sometimes the cold season uh, makes it uh, seem uh, difficult to manage the day-to-day demands. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, um, I love that you speak of that because a lot of the times during winter we think of death but there's still so much uh, surrounding us that remind us about life right like echinacea shooting from the wintery grounds and these stalks that are just staying there like that winter they call it um what do they call it uh oh i remember i'm forgetting the the name but i'll think about it in a moment um But like in ornamental landscaping, like one of the things is uh, you look at like what could contain stay as winter elements to continue giving the garden something to look at. And echinacea, the coneflower is one of those plants. And it's interesting that you mentioned echinacea because echinacea is normally a a remedy a lot of people tend to go to for like minor colds and flus. The thing that I want to impress upon people is that echinacea is one of those plants that you would use if you had serious blood poisoning or like bad blood or like really just sick lymphatic systems stuff going on. And I speak about this if you want to ever um sign up on my email list when you go to my website antleralchemy.com there's an option to sign up and you'll get a free video recording of me at john hopkins speaking at the breast cancer awareness and i talk about echinacea and how it's like a deep plant for cleansing bad blood and really intense uh Diseases in the body, so sometimes echinacea can be a little over the top uh, because a lot of times cold and flu remedy, cold and flu symptoms need to happen so that you can cleanse your body, right? But echinacea, as in terms of what you're speaking, is more of like a spirit element to remind you to stay strong and to be who you are and rooted is a beautiful way to work with the plant. This is more of that like plant communication, spirit communication that's possible, that can happen all the time that does happen all the time but you can recognize happening by just being aware in your element and what's going on at the time so echinacea is definitely one of those amazing plants for winter landscape uh, reminders and um oh man i wish i remember the word right now but that's okay uh and <laughs> <laughs> it's like some design term like like you know elemental like design or something i can't remember but that's okay that's neither here nor there. And then uh, you spoke you spoke a lot about it, right? Like so during winter time, there's a reason why in fall harvest is about like digging up all these roots, right? Like the time for winter is coming, the time when the ground is really frozen and you're not able to dig up the roots that exist. So in fall, you're harvesting a lot of root vegetables. Root vegetables are coming into season. They're getting sweetened by a little bit of frost and like the ground kind of like going in between this cooling and warming. And that creates this like really sweet flavor, which sweet is a flavor of nourishment. And so all, what what. What, what can happen in wintertime to help keep you grounded is returning to these root vegetables that you harvested mm. if you had the chance to. They're so resilient, right? They can last for a little bit of time. Um, so it's a lot, for me, and even when I'm in Florida, it's all about these soups, right? So I've been making mm. sweet, sweet potato, potato. Um, so let me just tell you the kind of like core soup that I do. What I love to do is I take like fennel, Um, like fresh fennel, maybe some cardamom and cloves, um, turmeric, um, well, let's just talk about those other ones, right? Those, those I'll take and then I'll grind them in my, in my, in my mortar and pestle. And I create this, um, kind of seed herbal warming carminative base seasoning. I put a little ghee. I like ghee. You could use coconut oil. You could use, Um, sesame oil. Uh, I like sesame oil better for soups, uh, than coconut oil. Um, just because of the flavoring that it, it adds to it. Um, you could do toasted sesame oil, or you could just do regular sesame oil. If you want real sesame taste, you do the toasted. If you want, just sesame oil. You do the regular, and then you kind of have a low heat. You add these seasonings to that oil or the ghee, and you let them kind of simmer and scent up everything. And then, if you're a person who likes onions or shallots or whatever, you can add those root veggies there, and um, at that time, and caramelize them. I'm not a person that does that, but then I put like carrots, sweet potato, potato. Um, I mean, it's just a menagerie of of veggies, right? But I like to put the root veggies in first, beets. Um, One of my friends has been using like watermelon radishes, but that's something I would put in later. But I would put those in the pan before I put any water I like to kind of toast them up and toss them in that seasoning. put turmeric powder um, or other different powders at that time of seasonings that you want. Let them simmer a little bit and I like put low to medium heat, and then I add a little bit of water just a tiny bit so that they're not burning in the bottom and then I let them cook some more and then I like add a little bit more water, but then I start adding other veggies um, so leeks um, Then I start adding ginger root and turmeric root is one of the other ones I like to add. And you could put garlic, you could put whatever. You chop up these things, but I like ginger and turmeric fresh root because I'm putting it in when the water is boiling. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a decoction of these herbs. So you could use other root herbs like burdock root if you have it fresh or other different root veggies that you want to kind of have that have medicinal properties you can add them when the water is boiling and that will create a broth that that broth is very nutritious and it's like basically that
1: sounds delicious yeah
0: it's like drinking a decoction in your herbal tea. So I like to grind up um, black peppercorns too, black and white and green, because that's actually a really good medicine for you as well, especially it activates the properties in turmeric. So you have a little bit of that, a little bit of cayenne, like a dash, if you like something a little bit spicy, if you want it more spicy, you know, this is when you get to get creative. But basically, my point is, is let's say you went to the store and you got some veggies that are like um, bok choy or um, I love um, green beans uh, or those type of things that's what you're going to add after all of those root veggies have kind and all the decoctions kind of boiled and come together then you're going to add those more um, softer veggies at the end so especially like the green beans and the bok choy and sweet snow peas or whatever other type of accoutrements like you could have the celery and things that you don't want to cook too long and you have them and you add them at the end so they boil a little bit and then you let it go so that's also when you can add like more of the herbs like thyme or oregano or you know whatever you harvested from your garden through the season, you add those little dried herbs there, and then they get refreshed. And what they're doing is they're becoming more of a hot infusion.
1: So again, Mm -hmm. your
0: broth is becoming more, Uh, luminous and full of like medicinal properties and you're treating those leaves with respect because right roots can handle being boiled but leaves like to have boiled water poured over them and just let them steep so you add those Mm -hmm. type of veggies in and those herbs at the last minute so that they become that infusion basically um and they infuse the water with their essence and then you turn off the water and you let it sit for a little while and then you eat it and then you know i like to make a big pot and then i just like keep eating it and eating it and eating it and i just i don't know maybe somebody can chime in later about the reheating processes but i tend to just reheat over the stove i don't use a microwave so but i'm i'm not gonna like sit here and judge anyone for how they reheat their food because you just made such a medicinal blend. Um, I think the power of the medicine is going to win out over no matter what, but anyway, so, um, I know that like in Ayurveda though, there, there's a kind of, idea about reheating food so but I I don't mind I like to do it and I think it's a great way this is something you can do in the crock pot too Um, obviously you could add all the things at the same time however if I was going to do a crock pot I would do all the roots and everything like I just said all together and I would still add the herbs and other things that are like more green at the end because I like my peas and my like green peas and everything when I eat them to be a little crunchy when I do my soup like I like them just soft enough where they're tasty, but where you could also kind of chew them if you wanted to.
1: I'm glad you mentioned your um, soup uh, recipe. Soup is a great way to retain sustenance during the cold winter season. Soup is also a great way to replenish oneself with phytonutrients. I'm glad you used the word decoction and infusion For those who listened to episode one and two, when we refer to herbal infusions, we are generally speaking of steeping when working with herbs and uh, when focused on blending herbs for consumption. Decoction is a little bit different because it requires a different approach. As April already outlined, some botanicals, some roots, uh, I think the other scientific word is like rhizomes. R- Do you know that word? Rhizomes. R-
0: rhizomes. Yes.
1: Rhizomes. They require a little bit more attention. So having the skillet or a shallow pot and allowing the heat and a little bit of water, but usually just the uh, botanical itself will allow for you to extract. And that's important for you all to remember, steeping through an infusions or extracting through the decoction uh, approach will allow for you to extract or pool the necessary uh, bioavailable nutrients uh, so that you can get that vitamin a or get that vitamin k or get the selenium and when i say get uh, get those um, nutrients directly to your organs or directly into your bloodstream, and that's when you start seeing your energy rise. And I also wanted to say before I forget, carrot is a medicine, my friends. If you're listening, a carrot will give you energy. Consuming one carrot through uh, the process of soup or maybe a smoothie will give you the energy to maintain a positive disposition throughout the day. So if you want something other than caffeine or if you want something other than a uh, man-made stimulant consider adding a carrot to your soup or your entree slicing them up and adding them to your smoothies will definitely give you an edge on a colder day
0: yes for sure i mean there's a reason like carrot ginger um and it's like a good juice. (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, this is just to go back to that, like, Food is our medicine, right? And a lot of these things that have been considered just food are also herbs. So they're still plants. And that's why when I like create my soups, they're like it's like a layer. It's like making a like a a layered cake, you know. Each piece has its own way. And like knowing how each part of a plant likes to be treated to make it bioavailable in our body, that's how you layer your food cooking process, right? Like you could just boil water and throw all those things in the water in the pot and then just like have a soup. But the layering of like toasting the seeds and then within some fat and then being able to, you know, add the roots and then, you know, kind of do that rhizome kind of thing where there's a little bit of water, but there's mostly not, and they're kind of cooking a little bit, and then you add more water, and then you add the fresh roots, and then you add more water, and then you can add tomatoes, and when you add the tomatoes, that's when you would add salt, because salt breaks down the tomatoes or something, you know, so it's like, you want to add seasonings and layer your cooking based upon, uh, what you're adding at the time. So like, I don't just put salt in my water. If I'm going to put salt in my soup, I might do it when I do the tomatoes. Like if I cut up tomatoes, Mm -hmm. I'll put the tomatoes in there and then I'll add the salt just on top of the tomatoes. So then Mm -hmm. then the salt is like breaking down the tomato enzymes while it's in the soup and it comes more of a tomato based soup. Um, so yeah, so these are just like, things to think about when and and to have fun you know it's all about having fun there's no specific way but it's just a fun process of, of having soup and sometimes people are like how'd your soup come out in less than an hour like normally i have to have my soup boiling and have everything in there and i'm like because i'm doing this layered cooking technique uh and then from there there comes a, the bioavailability and the the freshness and the zestiness and the the, f- the herbiness and just everything together. Um, yeah. I agree.
1: Make it fun. Invite your peers to your kitchen. Work on soup uh, recipe building together. Fun uh, can happen when you engage with people that you trust and people that motivate you. I mm-hmm. have a lot of fun in the kitchen and I'm not always aiming for taste. Right now, I'm focused Less on flavor and more on flavonoids. And like you said, I'm, I'm trying to think on a macro level, on a nano level. I'm, I'm thinking about my endocrine system and my lymphatic system more than I'm just thinking about my gut or being full. Yes, I want to be satiated, but I trust if I continue to make positive choices when sourcing food, returning to homeostasis, uh, returning and being satiated will be easier over time. Having fun also means reaching out to us. Send us a DM, leave a comment under uh, one of the most recent posts, or do some investigating. Visit your library, go to your local co-op, visit a Black-owned, a queer-owned, or a person of color-owned eatery and talk to them about how they are more reliant on a Native diet or ancestral knowledge when preparing food rather than the conventional ways. And my last remark about carrots, a lot of people who procure carrots at the marketplace are fond of the large orange carrots. But I challenge you all when you are at the farmer's market or a traditional marketplace, look for the purple carrot.
0: Oh, I love purple carrots.
1: (laughs) Purple carrots, especially are native to Afghanistan. We have to understand where food originates. We Mm -hmm. have to study food waste. We have to honor the food's natural landscape in order to truly benefit from its nutritional value. So my friends, when you're out searching for roots, either in herb form or uh, in its uh, whole food form, don't just uh, gravitate towards the food that has the uh, eye candy or the aesthetic appeal that you prefer, but look at the foods and search for the foods that will give you a dynamic, robust relationship and that's why we're here we're here to consider our relationships with foods and to pivot away from consumer to being an informed person when trying to replenish or return to homeostasis
0: yeah exactly and the thing is is. I remember when I was in DC, I looked up to find out where there was a farmer's market all year round. And I was never disappointed in the winter's farmer's market of what was available between farmers who had greenhouses, um, who did aqua farming, And then also those who kept with what was available through the winter time, those winter gardening and those winter greens, winter roots, and all those things that were available kept me so sustained for the winter. Um, So I really encourage you to um, find who's farming and who's doing winter practices around where you're at. Um, and then what's available and for where you have food deserts and you're not able to really like attack and get the best things I mean still at the same time do your research you'd be surprised who is in your neighborhood doing what Um, and then also you know do the best that you can the the that's that's the main thing you know doing the best that you can, what's available and then realizing what is available and then maybe starting a social movement around what you can get from what you can gain, You know, maybe gathering a bunch of people and crowdsourcing and being like, hey, one person has this car five of us are going to go to the grocery store for the neighborhood who wants what, and we're going to leave our neighborhood and go out and go get and find from the farmers or the markets or the best place you can, even if that's just like leaving your place and just finding the giant or the best grocery store that you can, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And all of these, these, the, luckily I think that in the United States there's an uptick and a trend for Uh, more organic and for more heirloom and more of all these different things so it's it's starting to become more accessible and even just more local grocery stores to find some of these uh, products but the fun comes when you try to find out who is in your neighborhood who you know close by who's doing what you know because you really start to form these uh, relationships with your community and that's one of the best things because those plants that you're searching for are going to help you find your friends. Right. So like, it's something I talk yeah. about in my programs and everything. It's like, that's why our, our podcast is called relationship with plants because when you form a relationship with the plant, it's going to introduce you to other plants, other people. I mean, it's a very social community community aspect when you get into the world of of herbs because plants don't know not to like be in a community like that's how they are that's what they do they're about that they're about that diversity they're about knowing each other they're about sending messages and knowing what's going on in their landscape and their environment Um, so i think that that's really important
1: i know you have um an event to attend to after recording today's episode. And I wanna continue uh, this habit of inserting powerful quotes for the listeners to consider before we transition into the last half of our recording. Uh, We mentioned a lot about uh, winter survival uh, techniques and strategies. Uh, A lot of it um, orbited around food preservation And it reminded me of a quote by Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, which was shared with me by um, Leah Penniman from Soul Fire Farm. And the quote goes as following. When you have got 400 quarts of greens and gumbo soup canned for the winter, nobody can push you around or tell you what to do. So make sure that your kitchen is filled with piles of red hot chili peppers, garlic, Um, make sure that you have the uh, botanicals and the food sources that you will need uh, just in case there is an emergency and you can't get to the marketplace or there is an emergency and the marketplaces don't open that day. A lot of what we're going to talk about as we move forward with this podcast hopefully will inspire you all to consider sovereignty and what relationship food sovereignty plays in your everyday life i
0: love it and i've been really inspired lately by the dream realm um and the sensual nature of the the snake and just the kundalini rising the the awakening that's going on in the world right now and i've want to just reflect something back to those who are beginning or starting on their path and they've seen the beauty and amazing of things that could be and then yet still like coming up against maybe um walls or self-doubt or they're like i thought i figured it out and now things are crumbling and you know, the like different crises that happen when you're having your healing. And when you have these dreams, when you're in the dream, like you're dreaming about what can happen, what's possible in the world. And I've been reading The Art of Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda. And although he's talking literally about, in this quote, he's talking literally about the dream space. I think that it really reflects in the dream world in general, because one of the things that he's getting across is that the dream world is a way of being able to tap into how you are going to be or how you are in this world you're getting in touch with your energetic body a part of yourself that transcends what the physical body is and what culturally we've been told and i really like this quote that i wanted to read um so dreaming has to be performed with integrity and seriousness but in the midst of laughter and with the confidence of someone who doesn't have a worry in the world. Only under these conditions can our dreams actually be turned into dreaming. And I really like this because it's just kind of this idea of like, you have to come at everything that you do with integrity and seriousness and doing it for real. However, there you have to abandon all of that. You have to remember to have laughter and confidence and don't worry about it um, because that's, what's going to actually create the dream to happen. Um, Cause you don't want to be held back by worry and fear. We want to move beyond that and to be sovereign beings, we have to let go of this worry and this fear that we've been taught or these programs that things have to be hard or you have to work hard or, you know, it's all about reshifting our mindset in these, in these realms.
1: I appreciate that quote so much. Thank you for sharing, April.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing yours. I love Leah Penema and I just love that concept, you know, of like, if you have, if you take care of yourself and you have your own harvest and you have your own bounty there, your own savings, your own food, people can't push you around. They can't be like, you have to show up to work today. You could be like, I could not work for five days and still eat.
1: (laughs) That's Um, right. And it's not all about the individualistic approach. It can also matter collectively. If I have exactly what to quote uh, reference, then that means April doesn't have to be pushed around because she's my partner and I'm about joint sovereignty. I'm about Mm -hmm. joint liberation. I understand her wellness is tethered to my wellness. And I understand sometimes I'm gonna have to use my privileges and use my equity for good. And uh, I would... um, Uh, openly and um, easily share with you, April. So don't feel like you have to have the 400 quarts alone. I'll make sure that (laughs) I'll at least have 200 quarts for you, okay?
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) So is there anything going on in your world right now that our listeners should know about that you're um, really excited about?
1: I am very excited to hear your voice to Be your podcast partner to continue forward on our journey to understand our relationship with ourselves, embodiment, our relationship with each other, humanity, and our relationship with technology and how we can use these platforms uh, digitally and analog to challenge the way people think about food, think about earth, think about the natural world. I Most recently joined a cohort of 87 beginner farmers. I was a recipient over the fall of a federal grant um, designated for um, individuals interested in farming and ranching. And for the next couple of years, I will be growing my acumen around herbal energetics and pharmacognosy, as well as uh, flower drying, so if anyone listening would like to learn more about the botanicals that I'm working with and my ideas on homesteading in urban environments, small acreage farming, um, single single origin um, produce that we can designate in locales so we are less reliant on uh, rural areas for our sustenance and so that we can be less reliant on the commercial industry for our food. And um, that will definitely reign me in this year. I'm going to continue to be a diligent student so that uh, I can hopefully inspire more indigenous, trans, black, brown, uh, queer folks to not shift away from office culture and pivot away from city life, I just have to honor my body. My body prefers to be in green spaces where there are mature trees and spaces where there are grounds to walk on, not just for recreation. So please listen to yourselves uh, this year and try to better understand which environments allow for you to flourish. Uh, And hopefully as we continue to record more episodes, I can share insights with you all, uh, around my journey, uh, and if you can't wait for the next recording, please remember that I am available on Instagram at Blackwithplants. And if you don't want to chat with me on social media, use the hashtag so you can showcase your journey. Uh, there's someone uh, probably nowhere near you on proximity, but that will benefit directly from your vulnerability. So uh, yeah, I'm just excited to. Um, share my life story honestly because that helps me feel uh, that life is worth living
0: lovely and that's black with plants on instagram and then if the hashtag is hashtag black with plants
1: what are you proud of or what are you
0: concerned about or what do you want
1: to share as we close uh, this episode of relationship with plants
0: yeah so i i Was really grateful. I'm really grateful to the wonderful, amazing group of people that signed up for the Herbs as Teachers course, which is a smaller version of the botanical mystery school that I offer. It's a five-week one. So that just started and it's been amazing and I love the people that are involved as always. And I'm really excited to announce that the full botanical mystery school is open and ready for enrollment. And you can find information on that at, um, on Instagram at antler, antler alchemy. so that's antler like deer antlers, and or antleralchemy.com, there's information there. And the thing that I'm really excited about the Botanical Mystery School is that it's a three month long program. We have three weeks that are off, but we're pretty much really on it every week. And my favorite part about this is plant immersions. I changed it from plant dietas to plant immersions. Plant dietas is very, you know, it's the right, it's a term, uh, but I wanted to take the word diet out of the construct of what we're doing because in reality we're immersing ourselves in the plant so individually we'll be working with one plant at a time guided by me so that it's safe and we're going to have a process of really like understanding those plants so there's going to be 13 plants that we're working with which i personally love the number 13 it's one of my favorite numbers it's a number of divinity it's a number of wholeness there are 13 moons in every in every calendar year Uh, Some people go by a lunar calendar, which is 13 months in a year, even months. So everything works out really perfectly. So 13 is a very um, magical number that has been taught to be feared because of the power of it. So I'm really excited that somehow 13 ended up being the number when I planned out the, the school for this year. And we're going to be doing this live. Um, So it's really um, interactive. So you're going to meet the community that you're a part of so that you have these people to talk with. Everything's going to be recorded. So if you can't make a meeting, you don't miss anything. And there's a lot of working with the plants on your own and discovery within rituals and then understanding herbal energetics like you were talking about, understanding your own personal constitution and what that means in your relationship with herbs so because not every herb is for every person i i like to talk about this a lot it's like i think i was mentioning earlier where plants are your friends and allies but there's also still some plants and herbs that are that maybe you don't like as much. It's just like in your community, there's the people that you love and you get on with like immediately. And then there's ones who you respect and you're like, yeah, you're cool, you're over there. And then there's the ones that are like, "Uh, I don't want anything to do with you. Same thing happens with plants. So this is an opportunity to really understand your own personal constitution and which plants really are your allies. And it's just one of my favorite Uh, things to offer so um, yeah so feel free there's payment plans if you need to talk to me you can find me again on instagram at antler alchemy and also there are scholarships available for bipoc so if you feel um and queer and trans and whatever so if you feel that you um want to qualify for that on my website is a scholarship application and to you did my herbs as teachers course with me before so you could speak a little bit to it if you wanted to you don't have to but um yeah so i'm really yeah. excited about that
1: i could quickly say that taking your uh five weeks herbs um as teachers uh, coursework has stretched my um, my brain to really appreciate my relationship with the herbs and dry form and the herbs when they are sentient beings rooted into the landscape I wouldn't have an understanding of herbal energetics if April didn't deliver that information to us during the series and I Must admit, my uh, health probably would have been um, uh, less likely to bounce back uh, between fall and winter without the encouragement that I received during your class. So the five-week series, the daily class, it's um, an opportunity to really grow your uh, curiosity and build humility around our relationship with plants and the natural world
0: Mm, thank you and as always it's such an honor to do this podcast with you i love you so much and i love that the plants brought us together
1: (laughs) yeah much love for you you saved my life and hopefully the um, listeners will um be able to share what they're learning from us with their peers and we can continue to heal together.
0: Yes So that is our third edition of Relationship with Plants. And we look forward to the fourth. And as always, what we were saying before, we're still looking for people who are interested in being showcased on our podcast. We want to open this up to our community. We want to hear about what you're doing and why you're amazing and what other people should know um, that you know that we haven't talked about. And also if there's a topic that you're interested in us discussing, feel free to write us so that we can uh, make sure that that happens.
1: And again, listeners, if you're frustrated with pharmaceuticals, if you're suspicious about botanicals, if you're um, gravitating to this podcast, um, more importantly, be gentle with yourself.
0: Mm. Beautiful. All right. Sending so much love and signing off.
1: Take care.